0: No matter if our years of high school, college, or university were marked with underachievements or learning difficulties even, a lot of people with ADHD have a strong desire to discover and learn new things. If you fall into this category, you have an undeniable love for books such as reference books, did you know that buying many of those and not finishing most of them or reading several books at the same time are actually examples of how someone with ADHD will have difficulty sustaining attention? Intrigued? Keep listening because it's just the beginning. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh! Forget it, they're in my hands. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boily, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Phenomenally ADHD, a podcast where my creative ADHD brain and my journalist skills team up to bring you an imaginative and informative conversation about ADHD. Hope you're doing fantastic. It's always a pleasure and an honor to connect with you every week. I'm your host, Zarina Bwali, and my intention is always to explore ADHD in positive and uplifting ways without diminishing the challenges or struggle. I also want to provide you with valuable information, tips, and how-tos that contributes to helping you create an amazing life with ADHD. And this week, we're looking at one of the many ways sustaining attention is difficult for us, and that is through our passion of learning. But before we dive in, if you want to help spread the word so that other adults with ADHD can start seeing their uniquely wired brain with a new perspective, tap into their brilliance and embrace their difference so they too can phenomenally stand out, you sharing this podcast would be greatly appreciated. Because even if you were told that you were too much, well, this is what I believe, Whoever told you that was wrong. The world needs your vibrant energy and enthusiasm. And most importantly, I believe that being too much is the new enough. That being said, one thing that characterizes people with ADHD is our endless curiosity that often shows up with an insatiable desire and passion for learning. We're lifelong students that never get tired of discovering new things, but it's also or it can be a trap because our attention can be on many different things. And maybe you'll relate to this. You don't finish most of the many books you buy or you read several books at the same time. You have countless documents found on the web stored on your computer, Google Drive or Dropbox. Your search on the internet always end up taking much more time because the darn links are always, you know, leading you to an article that is so interesting and that sparks your curiosity. Does any of this sound familiar? ADHD is complex, and yet resources such as the DSM-5, and I'm not saying it's not a good thing, so the DSM-5 is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, and the recent edition is the fifth one. Or another resource, the Adult ADHD Self-Report Scale, give general idea of the symptoms like has difficulty sustaining attention or doesn't appear to listen when spoken to. But there are no example of what the actual symptoms look like or how it shows up in our life. Buying many books and rarely finishing one or reading several books simultaneously won't figure on the list. And at the end of the day, it can be confusing And even I get my wires crossed with how and what I do, the things I do, and the link with my uniquely wired brain. Things like needing to fidget by clicking my pen but getting annoyed when someone else does it. Taking gazillion pictures on a trip because I know it helps me remember where we went and what we did. The number of times my husband recalls something we saw on vacation and I have no recollection of it. Being so sure I did something to only realize that it was only in my head that I did it. Just the other morning, I left the house without my clip-ons and glasses, but I could have bet a lot of money I had them. So much so that I was sure I had lost them. The reason I was so convinced I had my clip on is simple. The images in my head were so vivid. I could see myself driving with them, getting out of the car and putting them in my glasses case. This might sound funny, but I've had them for three and a half years and I'm impressed that I haven't lost them yet. Actually, I'm not going to say yet because that means that I could eventually lose them. But then again, there are just a few places they can be. In the car, in my glasses case, near the home phone. Yes, we still have a landline. Anyways, a while later that morning, I was at the park with a group of kids from the daycare thinking, oh, I forgot to bring my clip on. When the time came to return home, I couldn't find my clip-on anywhere. So I started looking for them in the car, in my purse. I even checked, you know, between the seats to see if they had maybe fallen on the floor. And they were nowhere to be found. So the only possibility was that I had lost them because I was so sure I left with them when I left the house that morning. Lucky me, I didn't. They were on the kitchen counter when I got home. So yep, my brain was definitely playing tricks on me. These kinds of things can happen with your wallet, keys that you lose or lock in the car, glasses that you look for everywhere when they're on the top of your head, your cell phone when it's in your hand or right in front of you. So, try to explain to someone that doesn't have ADHD that you bought a bunch of books over the years that you haven't read or haven't finished yet, and you buy more, or you might even forget about the ones you have at home. If you're like me, you maybe have a list of books on Amazon that you eventually want to purchase. Because I love learning so much, there are a lot of those on my list. And of course, most of them are, you know, reference books. That's without counting the ones I've had at home for several years. Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Martha Beck's Atlas of the Heart. One on Pakistan that I bought at the New Delhi airport in 2018 because I want to know more about my dad's country. Or Brainstorm, The Power and Purpose of the Teenage Brain, just to name a few. So I'm curious, how many books have you bought and not read yet? How many books have you started reading and you read a little bit of one and a little bit of another and so on? Do you have different books in different places in your house? one on your bedside table that you read before going to bed, one in the bathroom, and another one in the living room maybe. The moment we can acknowledge and accept that it's the norm for us with ADHD to not read just one book at the time, you've made one more step toward better understanding what makes you different, not disabled. And another interesting thing about learning is that a lot of folks with ADHD love quizzes, and you probably did a few while trying to learn more about what ADHD is. One of the reasons why I believe these quizzes or self-assessments are great resources, as long as they were put together by someone that really knows what ADHD is and also has it, is that some can have over a hundred questions that give a pretty accurate feel of what ADHD or ADD is like. Not meant, of course, to self-diagnosed, however, but it really helps putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And, you know, I don't know if you ha- you're you under that impression, but sometimes I just feel that the ADHD puzzle is one that has like 10,000 pieces that we are trying to put together. So these quizzes or self-assessments will have questions like, do you see patterns that other People totally miss? When you solve a problem, do you tend to do it with your intuition instead of using a specific method or logic? Do people tell you you speak fast and loud? Do you blurt things out or overshare? Do you drink more coffee or other things containing caffeine, such as chocolate and sodas, more than the average person? And because ADHD shows up differently for everyone, it totally makes sense that the larger the spectrum of the way it manifests, the better. When I did my ADHD coach training, one of my instructors said something that stuck with me because it made so much sense to me. I remember what she said so vividly, and I guess you could call that an aha moment. She was actually giving the example of how reading more than one book at the same time was something frequent for ADHDers, that most people read a book from cover to cover and then start a new one. And she raised this question, who said that a book, mainly a reference book, had to be read from the first to the last chapter. The relief I felt in hearing her say that was huge, and I stopped feeling guilty for reading reference books the way I did, recognized that I was doing things in a way that felt right for me, noticed how much more fun I was having while reading, knowing it was okay if I read more than one book at the same time. That's why knowing what makes sense to you, even if it doesn't for your family, your spouse, your kids, your friends, or anyone else in your life should be on your non-negotiable list because it will make the difference. People think you're weird, what they think is their business. They don't understand, You can explain but never apologize for being you. You have a super fast brain that operates in a different way. Here's a few tips and questions I want to share with you. The first thing is that it might be a good thing to have rules or guidelines to follow. For example, I've managed to not buy books on impulse by not letting the fear of missing out take over. This means that if there's a reference book I really want to read, oftentimes it will be about a topic I'm passionate about. I ask myself, what book do I already have that I could start reading? Buying a new book is also something I do when I want to celebrate. So you can ask yourself, is there an article or several articles that I can read online? What ADHD traits? are interfering besides impulsivity. If you don't know how to work with your brain, and don't worry, I'm still learning, and thank God I love to do that, there can be a disadvantage or at least i see one for me to being passionate about learning and what i've noticed is that it's a chal- it's challenging for me to set boundaries so that i am able to prevent my brain from getting saturated with too much information and i actually realize it when it's kind of too late like i mean i just stop and say okay my god i just need a break because there's just my i my head is going to explode but if i were to have you know boundaries i could actually prevent that from happening and the thing is that it doesn't necessarily occur after i've been reading for a long time Because even if it's a topic that I really, really, you know, devour, I still have, you know, difficulty sustaining my attention. And what I'll do to help me um, hack this difficulty is that I will underline stuff as I read. And of course, I do that with reference book. And I add stars, plus signs, smileys, or brackets. And if it's something important, I'll note IMP besides the sentence or the paragraph in the margin. I also circle the page number because it makes it easier to find whatever um, information I need to go back to. So the interesting thing is that it's been working for quite some time and you know, I find that it lifts a lot of pressure, at least for me, in some of the downside of, you know, this inability that we have of sustaining our attention. It's a system I created to help me remember and to not get stuck on the fact that there are things that just don't stick. And one day I came across this information which also allowed me to stop expecting that my brain remembers most of what I read because people remember 10% of what they read, 20% of what they hear, 30% of what they see, 50% of what they see and hear, 70% of what they say and write and 90% of what they do. Now, those numbers might be different with ADHD because our brain's nervous system is different from most people, but it really helps to put things in perspective. I also try to share what I've learned as much as possible because, you know... It will help me remember, but I need to share it more than two or three times for the information to really register and to be able to go back into, you know, this container that we call working memory and, you know, bring it back in another situation or under different circumstances. And if you want to learn more, you can listen to Season 1, Episode 15, Working Memory, impacts on ADHD challenges and ways to improve. Now, if you're wondering with the challenges we face with sustained attention, if people with ADHD have short attention span, my answer would be yes and no, which illustrates once again the paradox of ADHD. Because I believe we have a lot of attention, yet we do have difficulty with filtering distractions, thoughts, emotions that get in the way of our ability to pay or sustain attention. We're able to pay attention to something that interests us, but our attention span shortens when something is boring. We can pay attention to many things at once without that immobilizing us. If anxiety is present, know that it inhibits attentional control and the way you feel affects what you pay attention to. There are also barriers such as beliefs, boredom, bright sparkles, and negative habits that get in the way of your ability to pay or sustain attention, but that alone deserves an entire episode, so stay tuned. I hope this episode helped you see your uniquely wired brain differently and that what you've learned makes sense for you. Of course, your questions and comments are always welcome. And hopefully, we will connect soon in a free discovery call that you can book by clicking the link in the show notes. Sending loads of love your way, you phenomenal you. And let's connect again next week. I so appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.